Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. This is our first episode that we're recording together for 2020. You guys are hearing it really soon. And it's our we had our first team meeting of 2020 today and our first just like Today is our well, like our first day back at work, really, and it's exciting. I'm ready. Uh, I've been ready. I've been ready the whole time, but like I didn't really know how I would jump back in, but I feel like with both feet is what I'm doing, which is good. I got up and my husband was like, can I help you with anything? Can I help good. You? So I, I'm like, I gotta go to work. I gotta I'll go. talk to you later. So I walked my, you know, my 10 feet down the hallway. And then he peeked in. He's like, Would you like some avocado toast? Would you like a cup of hot coffee? Yes. Would you like some a water refill? I was like, you can do. Yes. Those, all three of those things, please. And thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and then he, you know, left to go do his own thing, yeah. which is great. So my kids started back at school again, and so I can feel like I can finally think about something <sighs> other than answering why, why for 80,000. Well, and she just turned three. Oh, girlfriend. Which also means, in case anyone has, you know, seen the correlation, that also means this podcast turned yes. three because Penny and this podcast almost have the same yep, birthday. They were born four days apart. <laughs> Because we're insane for the record. Yeah, 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 that's definitely valid. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Everyone talks about like terrible twos or whatever. And 100% late twos and threes are already harder than the majority of twos. It's just, just like so many opinions. So many opinions all the time. It's just funny because she's kind of shy. Yeah. Like her a minute. to new yeah. people. But like once she opens up, she's just That's all. Gap, That's gap, all. gap, gap, gap. Here gap. you go. Here's <laughs> all of me. You're welcome. Yeah. But 
I could talk about Penny all day long and all the things about her that make her the coolest human I know. But today, we're actually talking about a little bit of a lot of stuff regarding 2020 resolutions and routines and all that good stuff. Is this season, yeah. right, for everyone saying, I want to ditch these bad habits and I want to pick up this new routine and I want to do this and I don't want to do that. And we're seeing a lot of them because you guys are sharing a template that we shared on stories for you to share like stuff that you want to be doing this year and stuff that you want to get better at, stuff that you want to learn, stuff that you want to let go of. And that's been so fun reading. And within those mm -hmm. and with just everything that I'm seeing online in general, and this is not the first year this has happened, I'm seeing a very similar theme. And so I want to talk about it and our relationship with this thing in general. So what I'm seeing a lot of, and we're also going to share our own like personal and work-related routines and habits that we're wanting to get better at or ditch this year. But the thing that I want to talk about first is I see a lot of people saying, I want to get rid of this thing. I want to stop this thing. I want to remove this thing from my life. And that thing, the giant elephant in the room is always social media, specifically Facebook and Instagram. And it's always funny to me because they say it on social media that they want to get rid of social media. So I wanted to kind of chat about our relationship with social media. And I want to also provide some reframes for you that I think will truly be helpful. They're reframes I've had to go through myself. I just went through them a couple years ago. And so I think that the conversation that I'm seeing now is painting social media in a bad light. Like this happens, right? We go through waves of loving social media and then we get burnt out by it. And so we want to ditch it. We, we think it's toxic. We think it's bad for our mental health. And while all of those things can be true, I am not saying that that is not valid. I think there's a different part of this conversation that I want to be having today of my love for social media and some some reframes that might help you in your business. So talk to me about how like you feel when you see or hear or even sometimes get the desire of like, oh, I want to remove Facebook from my phone or Messenger or I'm scrolling Instagram endlessly. Like, how does it make you feel? Yeah. So, I mean, I get where it's coming from. Like, I've always understood the intent, like, behind why people are saying this. And I think the majority of the time people are saying it is because they feel like they have quote unquote wasted time. And if only they let that go, then they could be more intentional with that time in some other aspect of their life, whether that be working on business more or spending more time with their kids or working out or whatever. Sleeping. And... <laughs> So yeah, sleeping. Heck, I mean, I know a lot of people scroll in bed and so get it. I totally get it. But as someone who really, I mean, I run two businesses that rely on social media heavily, I get a little weirded out when I see my, you know, because it tracks how long you spend on certain apps. I refuse to read that. Don't. I refuse because it doesn't matter because, sorry, this is the soapbox I will always be on. The businesses that we run right now are so amazing and incredible that they can be done from a device that you hold in your damn hands. And yeah. I think that is so incredible. And we forget that that is such an amazing tool for us that we then use, oh my God, I use so many hours on my phone. I was just scrolling phone and I was just like, scrolling these apps and I was endlessly, mindlessly being sucked into my phone and I feel guilty for being on my phone. And we pull up all of these negative connotations with our relationship with our phone because that's how we access these apps that help us run our business that we're not remembering like 
the relationship that that tool has for our finances, Mm -hmm. for our growth, for us serving and helping other people. Yes. Yes. All of those things. I, so this isn't just our opinion either. I've seen this pop up in a lot of groups recently. One woman in particular, her story was incredibly touching to me. She basically was like, you know, I take no excuses here. I am running a business and my daughter has cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, could I put my whole business on the back burner? Could I focus 100% on her? Could I be 100% present at every moment that I'm with her at the hospital? Yes, mm-hmm. I could. I could choose to do all of those things. But I also recognize that this business can be run from a device I hold in my hand. How amazing is that? And can I, while I'm sitting in a waiting room, instead of fretting and worrying... Can I write an email? Can I go live? Can I connect with my audience? Yes. Yes. All of those things. And now her story may be a little bit extreme, but no one should ever make you feel guilty and you should never feel guilty for doing something that's pushing your business forward. My husband used to like look at me and be like, why are you, why are you still on your phone? Mm -hmm. And now I catch him all the, because now he's an entrepreneur too. Mm -hmm. I catch him all the time, like checking this, doing that. I'm like, just put it down for a second. So like the flip side (laughs) of this conversation is the reason why I still love social media and the reason why I can still see it as a positive, amazing thing is because I set boundaries a long ass time ago, like a long time ago. However, even when the talks of boundaries, I think, and I don't know entirely the words to describe this, but I'll just give you an example. I think there are lots of instances where we as humans feel pressure to put a boundary where we ourselves might not need that boundary, but we hear everyone else talking about this boundary. And so we assume, oh, I bet that's messing me up. Oh, I bet that's the reason why X, Y, Z. And so we employ those same boundaries as well. So my specific example is I started making myself feel bad for something because other people were setting a boundary around this. And then I had to check myself. And again, this is a 2020 thing. It starts to happen at the beginning of the new year where a lot of people are like, okay, I'm going to stop scrolling endlessly on Instagram, which I get that. I'm not going to check my phone first thing in the morning anymore. I'm going to like put it in another room. I'm going to not look at it. I'm going to go ahead and start my day. I'm going to do whatever I need to do. Now, if this is you, because it's like, actually been toxic for you and you like wake up grumpy because you're checking your phone or you it like sets you off on the wrong foot or whatever like own that like you're doing it for that reason but I started to beat myself up because I do check my phone in the morning I as my daughter's waking up so here's our routine my alarm goes off at 6 45 I turn on Penny's Google Home in her room to some soft music at 645 and I let it play for 15, 20 minutes because it helps her wake up. I'm not having to be the one to wake her up. It makes her in a better mood, all the things. So in those 15 and 20 minutes, I'm on my phone. I'm scrolling Instagram. I'm checking my email. I'm checking Facebook. I'm doing whatever. And I like that me time. It's the time that I'm getting to like check in and like look at stuff and be inspired and like I don't know, just do things. And I started to beat myself up about it because everyone was like, don't be on your phone first thing in the morning. But I had to ask myself, is this toxic for me or is it just toxic for other people? And if it's not toxic for you, you don't have to take on the ownership of ditching it. Yeah. I mean, I use it all the time, but I'm also like in a different stage and in a different place than a lot of people. Like I don't have kids. It's just me and my husband. We both work from home. And so like, 
do I still occasionally work on weekends or at night or whatever? Yeah. Sure. And, but I'm making that choice consciously. Right. And that's something I don't do because that's a hard boundary for me. Again, different life, different preferences, different whatever. So like my literal point is just like, if it's my thing that I'm ditching because that's for my life, that's my thing. Yeah. Like You don't have to feel guilty about doing it in your life. Mm-hmm. But I think these habits roll over into all other areas too. I think social media just happens to be one of them. But before I move on and we talk about some other habits we want to create or ditch for the new year, I do just want to give you that permission to identify that perhaps the time you're spending online or on your phone may be more business than you're giving it credit for. And if Mm -hmm. it's not... You have the power to change that. Yes. You can set boundaries and not be on your phone less. You can set boundaries about what you're doing on there Mm -hmm. and how you're using the tool, who you're following, what apps that you use during certain times of the day. Like, for instance, I refuse to check my email after like 2 or 3 p.m. because I know I will then go into that rabbit hole of it. But I'll still check Instagram. And so just knowing yourself and what you like and what you don't like, I think the thing that I'm like, I wish would stop is just the blanket statements of like social media is the death of all like humankind and it makes you a bad person and it's super toxic and whatever. It could be if you're following like a shit ton of accounts that make you feel bad about yourself, like then get rid of that. Like I stop, I do not follow the amount of people I don't follow in our industry or circle like is ridiculous because I don't, I don't like it. I realized many years ago that I don't like seeing what other people are doing because it puts me in a weird headspace. So I follow a lot of like interior design plays and DIY bloggers and like just stuff that I like seeing and art. And I've met like some incredible people through there and like built Instagram relationships through that because I recognize that it can be a gateway for a lot of things. And I think if we remember that, I'm going to say 98% of us, right? like to be homebodies and we're introverts. And like, that's why part of the reason why we started our own business in the first place, Instagram, social media in and of itself, the device that you can hold in your hand is such an amazing gateway for you to have real relationships if you let it. And if you allow it to do that for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. I know that in terms of habits, I wrote down four and two of mine happen to be More social media. (laughs) More social media. I almost did that too. I almost said share more on like stories and stuff. And you know, that may sound crazy (laughs) as someone who spends the majority of her time that way already, but like it might just mean shifting a little bit here and shifting a little bit there because I do scroll. But like one of my goals for Boss Project Mm -hmm. is to show up more on Instagram stories. And I know I've said it 7 million bajillion times and I recognize that. The thing that I've struggled with, and I know I've talked about it before, is just what makes sense to share there versus personal. Because what I do for Boss Project is not like it doesn't look cool. Like I'm on a computer, I'm on a mic, I'm I'm chatting with my team. Like And I'm not going to like bring you to my Facebook ads meeting because that's weird. I don't know. Some people do that, I guess, but who knows? So figuring out how it makes sense to show up that way is still something I'm figuring out. 
is it something I want to do and want to create a habit of? Yes, because I know I'm capable of it because I already do it all the time anyway. It's just switching accounts. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. So one of mine is kind of on the same vein because I might use, uh, well, I will use social media as the tool for this or as the platform for it, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, it'll be one of those two places. But I want to have more off the cuff 
teachable moments. So when yes. we first started our business, there were so many, like, we just learned this thing and I, I'm so excited. I want to go teach you guys this thing. And there's just less of that now, just the nature of the routine of the business that we're in now. Like we're five years in, like same old, same old, right? The things that we're learning are just different. Maybe not as sexy, maybe not as applicable, all of those things. But that doesn't mean there's still something there that I can't pull out and teach you. And I, some of the my favorite accounts that I follow do that so well on social media, where it's a yeah. mindset thing or something that they thought about on their walk or whatever, and they're able to frame it as a lesson for you. And I want to do more of that. I, I love, love doing that. And if it truly fuels me. And so finding those opportunities to make them happen is something I want to do. Well, and I think the interesting thing is when we slowed down doing that is when we started putting them on the podcast. And so I feel like so many of them are recorded moments that you've been listening to for the last three years. But unless you already listen to the podcast, you're not you don't know that all this information exists under the surface. We had someone this morning that was like, I've listened and gotten more out of this free <laughs> podcast than I did my MBA. And it's like, I mean, thanks. <laughs> but, but really, like, we have a lot to share. And sometimes it's just a matter of recognizing that it's worth someone else's time yeah, to yeah. listen to and taking mm-hmm. those moments to, to stop and do it then. Cause I think the problem we're, we're facing right now is that like on a Tuesday, for instance, I may have an idea that pops in my brain, but then I'm sucked into meetings for two or three hours. And then by the time the meetings are over, I'm like, I didn't even want to touch my phone. And so like trying to find those pockets to make it happen. Because I remember like our first two years of business and and something that I started even before I met Abby was my very tiny Facebook group. I would just get an idea and I'm like, people need to hear this. And it's typically a rant because that's like what I love doing. (sighs) I would just go live in the Facebook group and be like, here's the lesson and here's what to reframe and here's something. Do they even have live then? I I think Facebook live has been around for, yeah, 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 yes. Girl, I don't know. Somehow I would do it. Maybe Google Hangout and I would just shoot a link or something. But I did that because that's that felt good and it felt creative and it felt fun. And and I just want to find more more chances to do that. Well, I couldn't agree more because I literally wrote down more Facebook Live. So that's the other habit I want to create. And it's I I think so much of it has been I've felt, especially in the last year and a half, maybe that so much of it had to be structured. And I'm realizing now that that was a lie I told myself. And the like, I can show up with no makeup and my hair a mess and still deliver a powerful message for people. And I just need to care less about the production quality and just show up. Because and I'll be honest, like this is a fear of mine, is that we've grown such a huge community over on Facebook that I don't even know if that community itself sees me as a leader anymore, which is weird. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and it's, it's growing and amazing and people are having conversations. And honestly, the sense of community is incredible, but I want us to rise as thought leaders in that community rather than just be someone who's orchestrating and like letting this thing do its own thing. 
So I didn't have necessarily another business one. It's not coming to mind right now, but I had two other kind of personal ones. One of them is I started a Pilates membership last month. So technically in 2019, but it goes through March. And I'm, as I've talked about on here multiple times, like going to a studio fuels me so much. And I had to take a minute to acknowledge that it was okay to spend the money on something like that. I've been loving Pilates. It's so great. I am so sore all of the time, but it's good. I know that it's good. So I want to continue to do that. As of right now, I've been doing like mid-afternoon or weekend classes. I would love to get the guts up again to go do a a 6 a.m. class. I just haven't yet because I'm tired all of the time. So that's maybe phase two of me working out is waking up early. It's been great. And I know that my personality type and the way that I get my creative energy and the way that I am happy about life in general is when I move my body. And so prioritizing that has to continue. Yeah, I think that's very much in line with one of mine. So this time last year, I made a decision that I was no longer going to break promises with myself. Like if I said I was going to do something and it was only involving me, that I was going to stick to my guns because I make promises to other people and keep them all the time. I have my entire life. But the moment I made a promise to myself, it would last a week or two and then it would go away or whatever. And so I decided I didn't want to be that person anymore. And because of that, changed my life in a very dramatic way. I lost 60 pounds. I started working out regularly. I climbed two fucking mountains and ran a 5k in a year. Like, so I know I'm capable of pretty much whatever I set my mind to. I just have to make a decision around it. But one of the things that has not risen to the surface, despite all of this, is that I have no daily flow or schedule. And I know I thrive in structure. And so I need to figure that out. (laughs) Like I have some ideas of like, I know on this day of the week, I tend to do these kinds of things, but like when and how it goes down and what I accomplish, like it seems to be all over the place and it's starting to drive me bananas. So I used to work out first thing in the morning And was digging that. And I'd love to get back to that. But I now have a gym buddy. And we've been going when she gets off work. And so I'm like, do I either have to get up so early so we can go before she goes to work? Or do I have to give up that relationship to go on my own time? Like, I don't know. And I'm not like a huge morning person. So like, it's a feels like a big decision to me. But regardless, I want to just start mapping out like, what do I want my week to look like and make it happen? There's no reason I can't. I just have to stick to it and get started on it. So that's definitely my number one. Now, my second habit that I want to work on, and I mentioned before that since my husband has started working from home, my boundaries around when I work and how long I work have lifted. I used to be no nights and weekends. 
taking time off or whatever, because he had like a traditional job. And so he'd get off work and I just wanted to spend time with him. But now I'm with him all the time, which has been great. And trying to figure out, it's essentially taking that daily flow schedule thing and like including someone else in the decision-making. I want to have more intentional breaks and time for our marriage and like creating habits around that because basically all rules went out the window and that's fine. Like I think a lot of new businesses that might be required at first. And even if it's 20 minutes here or an hour here or whatever, I just want to be intentional about them and have us both be present rather than I decided on Wednesdays at four o'clock in the afternoon, we're going to do blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, that's not what I have planned. So, you know, it takes some communication, guys. Talk to your people in your life. My other thing is uh, around my side hustle earrings in business, whatever we want to yeah. call it. I know when I first started talking about this with you guys, I was very much in the zone of like keeping it easy and keeping it fun and keeping it light. And I want to continue that. Like I think that I I truly like dove into that so well and it paid off not only financially, but also like it just felt so damn good. And I took a break just like I did with this work and getting back into the studio feels fun and it feels light. And I just want to do like the necessary things that both enable it to be what it can be, but also, or, and I'm also, this is another thing I'm trying to do is instead of saying, but I've been saying, and cause, but just has such a like negative connotation. And so I'm, I'm wanting to make it impactful for my family and keep it light and creative and fun. Yeah. I get that. I, and I feel you on that. We, well, Emily and I have a lot planned for boss project. So much good <laughs> stuff. <laughs> we also have made a decision together and separately because I think both are necessary that right. we want to like pursue these other businesses. And that doesn't mean we're not showing up for a community. That doesn't mean right. this isn't our primary focus. That doesn't mean any right. of those things. But if those are more than just, you right. know, dabble over here, whatever, like that they're an actual stream of income for our family, then what does that mean? And how do we show up as that person? Well, and I think what it's what, and this is just coming, popping into my head, but I also think what's necessary because I think we've both started to look at our side businesses a lot more seriously in the last yes. quarter of 2019 and like wanting to spend more time on it and whatever. I think what is needed is a conversation with you and I about, okay, what are boss project hours yeah. and when is it okay for, for me or you to go do this thing over here? So the other one never feels like you're not working on what you need to right. be working on. And so, you know, as you guys have known, like we've had Mondays off and then we try to take light Fridays and then we try to end early on these days and that days and et cetera. 
But there are two really specific roles in our work that require Abby and I to kind of self-schedule and self-regulate them. So Abby does like meetings with ads and our director of ops and a couple of other people. And she scheduled those when it makes sense for her, when she wants to have them. And she's doing work potentially when I'm not doing work. When I know I have a lot of copywriting coming or I'm working with our I say my, like our backup copywriter, because that's kind of what she is, our community director and backup copywriter. I schedule those meetings on my own and I schedule my time slots of when I'm going to write on my own. So mm-hmm. I'm potentially working when she's not working, but I want to be more clear on like, when is that happening? So we know, okay, great. I don't feel guilty if I'm going to work on earrings. And I know Abby's taking meetings because on this day, she's going to do whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just, Again, talk to your people. (laughs) Oh, no, for sure. That's what it really comes down to. Because I don't know if you've worked on goals yet for your earrings company, but like, I feel like we're... No, because how do you work on goals when you want to keep something light and fun and creative? (laughs) Well, that this is where we differentiate. Also, but I think that... I mean, your husband also still has another job. So like, I'm like trying to replace a full-time income right now. Which is a little bit different, but gosh, I don't know. It's it's so empowering and so exciting because it's it's funny. And I think I think this will help us with our teachable moments because I think we got to a point in Boss Project where we lost touch with what you were going through. Yeah. And so while some of you might be (laughs) while some of you might be like, these things feel like a distraction. I I think they are such huge opportunities for us to understand exactly what you're going through at any given time. And just like as an example, I have refused to start another email list for like two years. Yeah, you have. I don't have an opt-in. Mm-hmm. I do have an opt-in. You join my free right. Facebook that's, group. That's what you've been using as your email list. Like you've been serving the same purpose, but in a different way. Right. But like, I don't have their contact information if Facebook mm-hmm. shuts down. So like, I go, I have these same like moments yeah. of doubt and like, oh, that sounds like a big project. I'm going to put it off yeah. over here. And maybe it's not important. I'm also trying to like, I'll be honest. I sometimes it's out of pure laziness, but other times I'm trying to test a theory. Like, is this actually important or have we just been telling everyone, not just us, but like the entrepreneurial world, have we been telling people that these things are important for something to be successful? And for instance, one of my things I've been testing is, do you need a sales page to sell a group program? The answer is no. I have sold over 40 people into a group program in the last couple of months with no sales page. And so like I'm proving a theory and now I can teach you about it and talk to you about it, which is so cool and amazing, but it's also a lot. So I don't know. I feel like we're kind of getting a little off track with this. Well, and like me dipping into the product world, we've never been able to really have actual like fact-based conversations with our product-based students because we weren't a product-based, a physical product-based business ever. And now I'm like, oh, do you want to talk about shipping stuff and postage and packaging and where to order from and what software to use? Like I know it. And that's so cool. So I think as we talk about how 2020 starts to unfold, I think you will hear more intentional conversations around the things we're learning in our other businesses and like how that could impact you 
I mean, I think there's a huge lack of information out there for people who are trying to run network marketing companies. Like no one wants to serve that market except like sleazy old dudes. So like, how is it different? Is it different? I don't know. I think there's a lot of opportunities there and I'm excited to explore that. But I think ultimately what it comes down to, and if you were to dissect all the habits we talked about today, all it is, is being intentional. Like all it is, is communication with people we love and care about. Like it relates to time and how we spend it. So I'm imagining that the habits you want to create are the same. Like regardless of they're exactly the same, they relate to you being intentional with your use of time and you communicating your needs and boundaries to other people. And if you can effectively do those things, then you honestly, you can do whatever you want. You can set any new habit up. I think the thing you have to make sure that's happening is that you are in some way holding yourself accountable to this or you're not giving yourself an out if, if it's really important. Because I think sometimes people say, I want to make a new right. habit. And then it's like right. a side comment and they never think about it again. But like if it's actually something that's bothering you or something you really want to do, then do it and don't give up halfway through. Like keep going. Like I was a person who couldn't walk up a flight of stairs without being completely out of breath. Yeah. And now I'm a person that climbs mountains. (laughs) That's, first of all, it's a little disgusting, but like, that's the point. Like you can be whoever you want to be, but you have to show up as that person now. Well, and if you need help, truly, if you are more of a, I need to believe this about myself before I take action, please go back and listen to, I think it's 393 with our friend Jess Ely, where we break down like if you're a beer or if you're a doer and no matter where you fall, Jess provides some really great like reframes and action steps. And then she did a really great workshop that she's still offering the replay. So definitely reach out to her, listen to that episode, reach out to her because I know so many people listening are beers instead of doers, where we are the people that are like, just mm-hmm. fucking take action and then you'll see results and then you'll be inspired to keep doing. Like, that's the thing that inspires us, but it doesn't necessarily inspire everyone else. So, if you have to believe that you are worthy or you deserve something or you're capable or you are someone who like keeps commitments or whatever it is, go listen to that episode because it will really help you like break it down into something really small. And then you become the person who you need to believe about yourself. And then you can take action on other things. So go do that. It's going to be a great year. I'm super excited. Super excited for you guys. I'm super excited for us. All of us are doing so great. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy-to-customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. 
Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.